Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Aria Hawani, back with the first 2021 edition of DC and Hawani. I hope you're doing well. Happy New Year to you and yours, even though we're already in week two of the new year. I just wanted to say that. We're so excited to be back. We've missed you dearly. At least I have. Can't speak for DC. Anyway, we've got an exciting show coming up for all of you today. But first, let me tell you about my man, Woj. What a legend. The one and only Adrian Wojnarowski. Last week, he interviewed the new owner of the Utah Jazz in a wide-ranging conversation that's getting a lot of buzz around these parts. They even discussed it on Good Morning America last week. In case you don't know, the new owner of the Utah Jazz, young man named Ryan Smith. Great backstory. Highly recommend checking out the latest episode of The Woj Pod. If you're a huge basketball fan like myself, or even if you're not, it's a great conversation. So check it out wherever you get your podcast. It's called The Woj Pod. Highly recommend it. All right, on to today's program and a reminder that listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Now making their way to the microphone, DC and Helwani. Dana responds to it, and then oh. Helvani responds, and you're like, "Oh, you're a big boy now." Because oh, you're. <laughs> <laughs> so Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Helwani. Back in your life on this Monday, January 11, 2021. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Helwani presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. That's DC, Daniel Cormier. I'm Helwani, Ariel Helwani, and DC, my man, let me be the last to wish you and yours a very happy new year. Not New Year's. I hate New Year's. Happy New Year, my friend. Ariel, happy New Year to you, my brother. I, I hope that... um. You're, you're filled with with hope and, and a renewed sense of what the world can look like during this year. And um, off to a good start. You know, I, I was over the course of the break. I saw that you won an award. Um, you. you won an award. Congratulations. You won an award. I mean, I mean it's it, the best in the business. You are the best in the business. So once again, congratulations, my friend. Congratulations to you. We both oh, I won an award. award. We, both won. we both won an award. So we both won an award. We both won awards. We, won, we fact, won awards. In your speech, you shouted me out, but in my speech, I, I failed to shout you out. That was, was so bad. Yeah. Because I well, because you are constantly telling me how you've elevated my status to where That's I can right. win these awards. That's so right. um, I rub. made sure to rub the back that helps me, you know. So, but hey, you won an award, I won an award. So safe to say. We may just be the best team in all of mixed martial arts. I mean, you get an award. Hi, my award-winning friend. You know what I'm saying? You said it. You said it. Uh, You got a few more to uh, to win before you're on my level. Of course, that was ten in a row for me. Oh my goodness! Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. You just Uh, just can't help yourself. No, never can. Let me ask you a couple of things uh, before. Of course, we haven't done a show in three weeks. People have missed us. I've missed us. I've missed this. I've missed this dearly. So it's so great to be back. New year. I feel reinvigorated. Uh, first off, what's going on with your right hand over there? What is that all about? Oh, this? Yes. Oh, that's my glove. It's my glove now. See, so I I folded my glove because it goes like this, right? It's an arthritis glove. I'm 41 years old. Now, wow. I did a, when during my fight career, I had wrist issues, right? So I did a lot of cortisone shots to uh, to kind of help get the swelling down and allow me to get to, to fights. But the reality is you're only supposed to do a few over, over a lifetime. And I did way too many. And so it really broke down the uh, 
it broke down all the, the stuff inside my wrist and now I got like severe arthritis, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, listen, no athlete walks away from a sport completely clean. And if I got to deal with, you know, my back and my hand or my wrist, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that walk away much worse. So I'm still grateful for being in the shape that I'm in. Okay. So I thought it was a, a, like a fashion statement on your, no, part. it's absolutely not a fashion statement, but see, you were going to try to make fun of me. No, see, no. You were, again, you were, you're going to try to make fun of me. And now you got to put your foot, your foot stuck your foot in your mouth as you always do Try to make fun of me. When in reality I've had some, I've got a real issue with my right wrist. So, yeah. Of course, today's a big day. Not only are we back, uh, it's been three weeks since we've done a show. It's also National Step in the Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. You're so. lying. <laughs> You're lying. You can't start one. You can't start one. Just, just like There's Peppa Pig. National Step in the Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. Your That's kids watch Peppa true. Pig? Your kids watch Peppa Pig? They used to, dude, my kids are nine and eight years old. They're about to be 10. They don't watch Peppa Pig, bro. Okay, Your kids well, still watch Peppa Pig? Wait. Oh, so you're telling me you wake up in the morning and Walter's watching Peppa Pig. He's like eight years old. Watch Peppa Pig. Not only does he watch it, uh, watch it. Uh, yesterday, actually, we celebrated National Houseplant Appreciation Day. So it's been a very festive time around these parts in the Helwani household. And D.C., it's a very festive time in the world of mixed martial arts as well. Do you know why? Got a whole bunch of fight cards coming up, right? That's right. And DC, we are starting. We, we had three weeks off, no UFC, three weeks off. First event back, first event of 2021, first event of the new year is this Saturday. In fact, we should tell people you're in Las Vegas. You're about to go to Abu Dhabi. So mm -hmm. you're doing the whole thing where you have to quarantine and then you're going to quarantine over there. You're going to be doing the three cards. But DC, okay, so we all know January 16th, it's Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway. I mean, what a great fight, right? I mean, an important fight for both guys, 145. We all love Max Holloway, just got engaged. But can I just say something right here now, DC? Yes. For the first time in a long time, I'm excited about a fight card, not because of the fights and, you know, of course, the main event. I'm excited about the platform, DC. And I don't know if the MMA community, like, truly recognizes and appreciates just how special Saturday is. For those that don't know, Saturday will mark the very first time that live mixed martial arts fights air on ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, one of the oldest networks in this country. Never before has MMA action of any kind, live fights aired on ABC. Now, it has aired on other broadcast networks. The other three have aired them over the past decade or so, but never before on ABC. In fact, DC, live fights haven't aired on ABC since 2000, since June of 2000. And the reason why I feel like this is so important, it's not because, you know, we were, you know, ABC is a sister network to ESPN. It's not because we work of all the broadcast networks. I'm giving you a bit of a history lesson here. Of, and you can, you, by the way, you could use this on the air on Saturday. Of all the broadcast networks, the one that has the richest history of airing fights is ABC. It's ABC, yeah, absolutely. You go back to 1949, D.C., was the first time that ABC aired boxing. And, of course, it was always boxing leading up until this yes. point. But, D.C., when you talk about Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay at the time, knocking out yep. Sonny Liston, that was on ABC. You talk about, you talk about Ali Frazier 2, that was on ABC. D.C., you talk about your guy, George Foreman, mm -hmm. knocking Big out George. Joe Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes that was on ABC. This Listen, is a really big and historic deal, and I don't know if everyone appreciates it. Massive. Look, Aaron, this is when, when, when I was told that the show was going to be network. Um, 
I immediately was like, wow, big deal. Because I remember as a kid in Louisiana, we would watch boxing, but it was free. It was on ABC. And that's why all the great champions were so relatable and easy to access for us who didn't have much because it was on free television. It was on ABC. You got to watch all these great boxing guys. Now here's, listen to this thing. I was supposed to go to fight Ireland a week later, Ariel. I was supposed to not leave until the 11.30, the 15th, no, the 16th. I was supposed to leave on Saturday to go to Abu Dhabi to work the McGregor fight. I wasn't going to work the fight before Holloway versus Cater. But when it was an ABC network show, I immediately called my bosses and was like, there's no way I could not be a part of, of an ABC show. It's so big for the company. And I want to be a part of this historic night because I call back to the night when they had the first fight night on, um, on the last net network that, that we were on the UFC. And I remember how big it felt. Right. And obviously it won't feel like this. It won't feel as star studded, but the reality is this fight night on next Saturday will always go down in history as the first time mixed martial arts truly was just, ex I mean, it was accepted globally as, as it has been but in terms of the general public will see this on a level that they've never seen before because everybody in the country everybody gets abc you don't have to pay for it you can when i had the bunny ears on top of my television i got abc so this is a massive time for the ufc and a massive time for the sport overall and and granted Everything has led to this because if it would have been ABC right away, it'd been like, wow, this is a huge step for the UFC. But everything has been step after step after step from from Spike TV to F1 to, to Fox to, to, to ABC. It's all grown to this level to now. It's at the biggest um, network that the UFC's ever aired on. Yeah. And, and it's not just them being on broadcast television. What I love about it is the history. When I think of ABC, I think of Wide Wilder Sports and I think of Howard Cosell, who, yep. you know, was someone that, you know, meant a lot to me. I read so many books about him and, and Muhammad Ali and their relationship. I mean, I remember I've, I've watched clips of Ali and Frazier on Wild Wilder Sports getting into a brawl just a few days before the rematch. You remember that? Like, I always thought that that was you and John Jones, right? <laughs> such a big deal. And I, and I want to congratulate you for getting this opportunity. You know, unfortunately, I beat you to the punch. I was on ABC <laughs> first because I was on the Christmas game, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I about that. Big time boy, NBA guy, yeah. huh? NBA young Ariel. <laughs> young NBA you know, Mr. Ariel. <laughs> they don't call me Mr. Prime Time for nothing, Mr. Broadcast. But, hey, for MMA, it's a big deal. It's an honor. And I'm happy that you did that, that you recognize that. Because I hope, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that there might be something in the works in terms of educating. But our sport is so young. And one of the things that I've always disliked about our sport is the fact that there's no hall of fame. I don't mm. feel like the history of the sport is told enough. There aren't a lot of great books written about MMA's history. At this point, we're not like, we're not a teenager anymore. We're 27 years old as a sport. I feel like the history of the sport needs to be talked about. And this is a moment that we yeah. will be talking about like your outfit. Are you going to be wearing one of those like ABC oh. jackets? The Frank Gifford, Howard Cosell jacket. Are you going to be wearing one? I hope you are. You know, the yellow jacket with the, with the crest. With the yes, crest on the side. Should. Well, I mean, I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish we got those. I don't know, but I'm telling you, if if we're I've got a beautiful suit for this weekend. Like, listen, I've got a suit that I have not worn yet, a brand new suit that was saved for a special occasion that I'm bringing out to uh to Fight Island for the ABC show. 
it's a big deal, man. And then I recognized that immediately. And Selena recognized that immediately. She was like, it's network television. She was like, you have to go. Granted, we don't want you to leave earlier. But this is network television. You need to go. This is a big deal for the UFC. And I want you to be a part of every big moment that this organization has and the sport has because this is what you do. And for my wife to recognize that as a person that really doesn't follow it, to know what seeing fights on network TV means, it's a huge deal. Okay, so I'm very happy for you. And, 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 and here's another thing, real yeah. quick. I want to add this. This is such a massive deal for the sport. And I hope that every time, if it continues, it feels like this. So it, that, that's why you know that ABC is such a massive company. It won't be on every weekend. It'll feel very special every time it happens. And I think we treat it as such because so many people are going to get to know Max Holloway. And this is a massive spot for Calvin Cater. And like you said, there's hopefully there's a – the UFC has great producers. The production crew is second to none. And they will build something. They will build a package, hopefully, to educate the new people um, tuning in on Saturday as to what the UFC has become. Um, it, it's massive. I cannot wait. And I do want to let people know that it's a special start time. So the prelims will start on ESPN Plus here in America at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And then the main card's at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. That's on ABC as of right now, five fights on the main card and some good names, some names that you would want to put on a platform like this. Joaquin Buckley, right? Uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio, who we haven't seen in so long, coming back against Lee Jung. The fight that we have been talking like the welterweight version of Tony Ferguson versus Khabib, Matt Brown versus Carlos Condit. They've made it several times. Hasn't come to fruition. They're finally going to fight. And then the main event, as you mentioned, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. So let's talk about this. Cater's look very good. In my opinion, he was one of the most improved fighters of 2020 he's part of this new england cartel that they are rising their the head coach tyson chartier has done a great job with that team rob font just had a big win in december you know max very well and i know you spoke to him recently you did a little uh little video thing with laura sanko on espn plus but i know your friends as well where's max at like because because there's always been talk about him recently like oh going up to fight where's he at is he healthy this where's max at give us the insight i spoke to max the other day before okay. he left fight island just uh you know when you're friends with someone and you're tasked with calling their fight, obviously there's a fine line because I need to be as fair as I, I'm going to be fair to Calvin Cater. But as I lead into this thing, I wanted to wish Maxie a, a good luck and, and safe travels. And I spoke to him about where he was mentally. I spoke to him about how he felt and dude feels great. Weight's under control. Remember before that was like a, a big issue was the weight. He's looked leaner in the last few months. And I've ever seen him as he's going down to 145. He seems happy. His life is, is, is fully in order. And he is completely focused on the task that's in front of him. Because as you said, Calvin Cater is a killer. I mean, this dude is an absolute savage. He's got unbelievable boxing. And, you know, what people are missing is him and Zabit, right? For as good as Zabit Magomed Sharipov is, that fight goes longer. I'm not sure Calvin Cater wouldn't have beaten him. Because as that fight was going at third round, Cater was putting it on him, walking him down, digging shots to the body, landing a lot of shots up top. Um, this dude's special, man. He's a very special fighter, and he finds himself in that spot that every guy that's on the rise finds himself in against a former champion, against a guy that has been to the mountaintop. Can you propel yourself through them into their position? Crazy thing about that is, though, most times when a guy's trying to do that, they're fighting a champion like uh, uh, a, you know, I don't want to use 
Cruz, like Dominic Cruz for that matter. Dominic's in his mid-30s now, I think, right? Is Dominic's mid-30s yet? He's still very young, yeah. former champ. Now he's fighting against a young guy that's looking to break through. Um, Anderson Silva, myself, you, you would get these young guys that fight older fighters. Max is still left, not even, I don't think Max is 30 yet, right? So Cater finds himself in a, in a spot where he has a chance to propel himself, but he still has to go through a very young, hungry guy that really does have plenty of time to make another run at the title. Yeah, Max just turned 29. Yeah, he's December, a baby. Which is Still insane, a baby. right? He's been right? in the like, for 10 years. Um, and it's easy to fall into the trap of the narrative that he's lost a couple in a row and all this stuff. But a lot of people, including myself, thought that he won the Volkanovski fight, the rematch in July, ever so closely, right? It was a yeah. super close fight, but I, I, thought, I thought he won that fight. So I'm not buying into the narrative that this is a crossroads fight or do or die. It, this is not, not the Tony Ferguson fight no. of last month, right? There were two that we spoke about recently where we're like, this is a crossroads. It's a crossroads. Tony Ferguson, yeah. And, and um, I think it might have been, was it Anderson before? Well, this might be it for Anderson if he can't. We were talking about these fighters being in these spots where they have to win or it's over. That's not Max Holloway. Max Holloway's 29 years old. The first fight, I remember the first fight with him and Volkanovski. I spoke about how close the fight was. And I was like, man, it's a close fight. Feels close, right? Even though Alex was landing a lot of those leg kicks. And everybody was like, oh, you're being biased. I wasn't. It was 48-47 across the board. It was a close fight. But... That second fight was also very close, and these guys are so evenly matched. Let's see how Max fights someone else because Cater's going to be in his face and, and, and ready to go. And you got to love what they're building down there in New England. Those guys are – I love their swag. I love the way they support each other. Um, they're all fantastic. Yeah, it's nice to see one team in New England winning these days. Of course, the football team not doing Ooh. very well. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy for those guys. They're a great no, bunch. Don't do that. Don't well, do that. I'm don't just... do that. You cannot go, oh, well, they're not winning what? New England. Bro, what? they win all kinds of championships, the Celtics. Yeah. They win everything. So don't yeah. do that because then there's going to be a time where we have to go to Boston again. And we're going to walk <laughs> through that stupid airport, and there's like 100 banners of championships from the Bruins and the Celtics and the Patriots. Don't right. do that, man. Don't yeah, give about... Right now, don't I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to say. Don't give these Boston dudes any other motivation to go win a whole bunch of championships again. I can't deal with it. Do you agree with me that he has improved or is he the same guy and we're just seeing him? He's more comfortable. Like the, the notion that Calvin Cater is one of the most improved fighters in the UFC and had a great 2020, the win over Jeremy Stevens, the win over Dan Ige, first main event. Is that, is that a big deal or like, or do you feel like he's always been this good and now we're just kind of noticing it? No, no, I think he's, he's, he's improving, right? I saw him fight um, against, uh, he fought with me on UFC 220. He fought against, uh, landed a beautiful, knockout against um uh what's the other guy i think the other guy is from boston too um, shane burgos shane burgos right he knocked out shane burgos and it was it was nice right but you could see that he was unfinished right he was good but he was unfinished i think in these last few performances we've seen a more finished version of calvin cater right where it doesn't seem like there are many holes he doesn't overextend on his punches anymore he doesn't leave as many openings as he used to i do believe he's gotten a ton better and I believe that not only has he gotten better in terms of technical skills, but mentally and the confidence that comes with you winning, having teammates that are having high level success, that confidence cannot be, uh, it can't go unaccounted for. You know, you have to recognize that there's a confidence that comes with the team elevating together that makes it, it makes it better and makes you a better fighter. 
And it's a very important fight at 145. We presume Alex Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega will fight for the belt later on this year. No date attached to that just yet. But hey, let's just say, I don't know, Ortega wins. There's a chance Holloway could get back into the title picture. I don't think he's getting a third crack at Volkanovsky. But if Cater wins, he could very well be next for the winner of that fight, regardless of who wins. Well, you know, it's crazy. It's like Mac, for Max Holloway, he needs Brian Ortega to win, right? Especially yeah. holding a victory over him before in the way that he did. But Calvin Cater, if he beats Max Holloway, he can sit up there and go, I deserve a title shot right now. So I should be in a position to wait, even though he's lost to Zabit, right? Because when is Zabit fighting? Where, you know, he, I, we haven't seen Zabit for a long yeah. time. It's like you need. It, the, the momentum that Cater would carry after a victory over Holloway would be the most important win that him or Zabit would have had over the course of their careers. Cause the beat's biggest win right now is Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater goes and beats a Max Holloway. I don't know how you sit up there and not start to look and think maybe this is the guy that should be next after uh, Brian Ortega. Yeah. Zabit had one of the more disappointing 2020s just because he didn't fight. And I think we were all thinking like by the end of 2020, he'd be in. He might have the belt. A lot of people thought that by the end of 2020, Zabit would have the belt, right? He looks so impressive, but injuries, schedules, fight falling through, so many different things played into him not getting the fight. Obviously the the pandemic, everything. Condit Brown, like I said, is a fight that uh, we've been talking about. Maybe it's happening towards the tail end of the career. We wanted them to fight, you know, four or five, six years ago, but Fun on paper, especially since, you know, Condit looked so good in his last fight. Ponzinibbio coming back. To me, of all the main card fights, even Joaquin Buckley, the Ponzinibbio question mark. Is Let's see what he is. Because this guy is like a true welterweight contender and everyone's forgotten about him. Of those other fights, fan. which interests you the most? Like, which one are you most excited obviously, for? You know, obviously, I'm, I'm, I want to see the main event. You know, obviously, I think that's no, the, of the of the outside of the other fights yeah Yeah, you know Santiago works with this right he does a lot of commentary now um and I see him over the course of 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 his preparation through the end of last year you could see him slimming out you can see his confidence change right his swagger he's always had swagger right like he'd walk in cool but as he started to get closer to a competition he was a little more swag he was a little more confident you could see that the dude's ready to get back to work he's got a tough fight in front of him but the you have to have that type of fight if you're who he was when he left. And I saw something yesterday where he's all mad about the rankings. He goes out and does what he's supposed to do this week, and he'll be right back where he left off. So like you said, you're there for three cards. You're there for the 16th on ABC, then a rare Wednesday afternoon card, which we shall talk about in a second. And then, of course, the capper is the Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier UFC 257 card. By the way, of note, they are allowing fans up to 2,000 fans in that new Etihad Arena, which I want to ask you about um, that you got a special tour of the last time you were there. But first, quick timeout. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, I have to talk to you about January 20th because January 20th was supposed to be the big one. 
It was supposed to be Hamzat Shemaya versus Leon Edwards. And of course, we were supposed to get this fight on December 19th. We were supposed to get in the main event, the final main event of the year. It was so perfect. We talked about why it was so perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Leon gets COVID. He's good now. So they, they moved to 20. So good, right? Midweek card right before Connor. Ooh, great. Everyone's talking about Fight Island, the return, blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, Hamzat has complications due to COVID. Okay, he's over it, but he's got complications. And now they put Leon on ice, DC. It was a mistake. It was a mistake not to have Hamzat fight on December 19th, clearly. And I'm here to say it was a mistake not to keep Leon on this card. He asked for Magni. He asked for Chiesa. They're the new main event. Give this guy anyone. I don't care. Give him Carlos Condit after he wins or Matt Brown after he wins. Leon Edwards should be fighting. This bugs me. He should be in the main event on January 20th. Don't wait. The guy hasn't fought since July of 2019, for God's sakes. It, it does suck for Leon. It does suck for Leon um, that he doesn't get to fight. You know, obviously he was willing to step up. But the reality is it was so difficult to get a fight for Chimaev. And it was so difficult to schedule those guys that they got it. And I feel like going away from it just makes it it, it, would, it feels like it would just create a whole nother logjam, right? To in terms of who's going to fight this Chimaev. And now, Ariel, the complications from COVID, they're real, right? Because I had it. And I know I'm how, not doubting that at all. I'm just saying, I know, how, I, know, I know you're not. But Sam, I know how difficult it is for him to train yeah. after you're short of breath. It's hard, it's hard to do what you're supposed to do. Um, but the reality is, um, I do agree. I, I, I wish Leon was fighting, but I just think that. Man, it's such a big fight for for Hamzat. It's a big fight for Leon, and it just it just answers a lot of questions on both sides. I would like for Leon, though, if he is able to beat Chimaev, to know that he's fighting for the belt next. That's what I just. That's the only worry that I have in regards to that is that he goes and he beats Chimaev, someone that if you look at the rankings, he's supposed to win. That it doesn't guarantee him a title shot at nine wins in a row. But if Chemayev wins, now you know what you got, right? If he can get past, you know what you have. So I think it's just too important to move away from. And, you know, you don't know what's going to happen for Leon on the front end. You don't know what happens for Leon or Hamzat in December in terms of money or financial compensation. You don't know what they did in order to allow for these guys to push back. Because usually they will, you will get some, some money from the UFC. They just don't publicize it. Okay, but here's the thing, DC. As you said, very rightly so, the complications can last. So we hope they don't last. We hope that he's back at it. Some guys, you know, bounce back. And look at a Kevin Holland. He was able to fight like a week later. Some guys don't. Clearly, it's an issue right now. You have a healthy Leon Edwards. And don't tell me no one wanted to fight Hamza Chemaev. Neil Magny was sitting at the front of the class. With oh, yeah, Neil up. Magny was. Neil Magny wants you. Yeah, so Neil Magny beats Michael Kesa. You have him fight Hamzat later in the year, and you have Leon fight someone else. Don't tell me there aren't guys available. I just think that this guys. fight, I think that this fight, Ariel, I think when you got the number three guy in the world willing to fight this kid that has taken the world by storm, it, it's so important. I think it's hard to move away from it. I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, the more I think about it, again, I like Rocky. He's one of my friends. I know him. But it's like, I just feel like it's so important that this fight comes off because it can answer so many questions about both of these guys that you got to try to keep it together. But is it fair to Leon? I mean, the guys have fought since July of 2019. Some no, of that again, was his doing. Some of that was his fault, right? So it's sure. like it, when you, when, if you're Leon Edwards and you turned away some fights in last year when they were offered, now it's like, eh, we need you to wait a little bit. So 
it's like I think it's like it's like hand come one way, hand go the other way, right? It's like you get some give and take, and I think that that's kind of what's happening with Rocky. But again, you don't know what happened for Rocky on the back end. We don't know what happened for Rocky. We don't know what. Hey, hey, Leon, would you send the routing number to your bank account? And you don't know what number hit his bank account too. Wait, like is that, that how it works? Is it, is it that easy? Hey, hook us up with your routing number, and this is like if you, when when your opponent sometimes your opponent gets hurt, man. Sometimes you get compensated a little bit, especially in those spots. Now yeah. I don't want people to get mad. I mean, last time Cyborg, <laughs> I'm not trying to make everybody mad at me, but I'm saying when you're in these main event spots, sometimes you know stuff happens. Okay, so could we agree on this? Can we put a deadline? Like, 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 if they don't have this booked, like by March first, can we move on? Like, we, how long are we going to wait here? I mean, this is I, I, I do believe that you know you have to move at some point, but boy, this is the fight. I think it's the fight. I think it's the fight. I think imagine they would have kept Habib and Ferguson on the sidelines till the stars aligned. They never would have. That's fought. why. But 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 that's why Ariel. That's why the excitement level was through the roof, right? Because as it was excited, we called the December nineteen card. At the end of the year, the greatest fight night, one of the greatest fight nights, but it was the main event was Leon Edwards, Hamza Chimaev. It, the, the world went crazy. It was a great fight. Fight Island. Oh, man, you get you get Holloway versus Cater. Then you get Chimaev versus Edwards. Then you get Connor and Dustin. Wow, what a great week. Now, no disrespect to my man, Kiesa or Neil Magny. It doesn't feel the same. It's that fight. It's Shemayev and, and Edwards together that draws that attention. And I think that's why you got to try to keep that fight together. Okay, so I'm instituting a March 1st deadline. Now, <laughs> as, as much, and I, and I hope they honor it, um, as much as I dislike that decision, another thing that happened during the break is something that I like very much. In fact, dare I say, DC, I love it. I love it. Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker, UFC I... 257. That's the fight that should have been made several months ago. Not the Tony Ferguson fight, not the Dustin Poirier fight, certainly not a title fight. Michael Chandler needs to walk in here and he needs to prove himself against a tough guy like Dan Hooker. And I saw some fans being like, oh, this is not what Michael Chandler signed up for. He signed up for big fights. Excuse me. Michael Chandler wasn't even the Bellator champion. With all due respect, he wasn't. So it's not like he should be getting a unification. Don't you talk about the nature boy. The nature (laughs) boy. It was like when the nature boy showed up to WWE and they put him in the Royal Room. He didn't have the belt, though. Didn't have it. No. Yeah, he did. He stole it. No, no. Rick had the belt. Michael doesn't. Michael doesn't have the belt. So he shouldn't be fighting the champion. Dan Hooker is the perfect guy. In fact, when he signed, go back, go back several months in writing ESPN.com. I said he should fight Paul Felder or Dan Hooker. Those were the fights and they got it right. So that's the co-main event. I love it. What about you? Great fight. Listen, I remember one time I was, uh, I was doing a promo for the pay-per-view, right? And it was uh, Connor and Dustin sitting up top. And I was trying to build some of the other fights. And I was like, oh, it said a fight will be added. Oh, yes. I'm sitting there knowing, <laughs> I'm sitting there knowing that it's going to be Chandler versus someone, right? But can't say it. But the excitement inside of me was like, oh, my goodness. Like, people are going to love this matchup. It's a great matchup. Hey, but Dan did you Hooker, think it was Gaethje when you said that? Dan Hooker, Ariel, what I tell you is not always, you know. Oh, you're working me. <laughs> sometimes I, feel like I have Gaethje. to work all Sometimes right. I have to work you at times, you know, like you work me, you work me. Never. Matter of fact, we don't even talk. We don't even talk anymore. when We're not doing the show because That's we don't want lie. things to get That's in the way of the show. It's like, but anyways, calls. And then I finally get you on text if I'm lucky. And anyways, excuse me. Um, <laughs> perfect fight. <laughs> Dan Hooker is going to challenge and make Michael Chandler fight in every 
aspect of mixed martial arts. Hooker is as tough as they come. He's from a great team. He's got unbelievable fighting spirit, will, cardio. I mean, him and Dustin Poirier went to absolute war in the apex just recently. And if you want to see whether or not Michael Chandler is ready for the elite of the division, he has to fight and beat Dan Hooker, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, Challenge and fight. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I can say it. I can say it. I, I outside. Of, I mean, I, outside of Patricky Pit, is it Patricky Pitbull? Patricio. Patricio Pitbull. Outside of Patricio Pitbull, who I think is fantastic, this will be the toughest fight he's ever had. I mean, he's never he's never seen anybody oh, like Eddie the, Alvarez. Don't forget about Eddie Alvarez. The two. Yeah, but, and those fights were great, but I don't know, man. Come this, on, man. This, Eddie Alvarez this in his prime. Eddie Alvarez. Oh no, no, no. You're right. Eddie Alvarez, Pitbull, and Alvarez. Those are the two. I don't think he's ever seen anybody like that. Benson. You know? Your first, not at, at this point with Benson, right? Like Benson isn't the same guy, right? So like um, when you look at who Dan Hooker is today in his absolute prime coming off of his a main event fight with Dustin Poirier, where they went tit for tat over 25 minutes. This is one of, I mean, easily one of the biggest fights Chandler's ever been involved in. He also gets the rub. He gets to fight Kant on the same night as McGregor. Yes. It, it just, it really will elevate Chandler if he can get the job done. But if he doesn't, you know, we're back in a situation where you have those high um, thought of free agents that come to the UFC and it just doesn't work out. Well, he has the perfect spot because if he wins and wins impressively, and then the next man up is Connor fighting. And let's say just for the sake of this story, Connor wins all the fans that are watching because we know the numbers are going to be great are going to be like if he gets on the mic and says hey Connor McGregor I want you he aligns himself perfectly Thanks. like that that co-main spot is prime real estate and he it's got- not even the co-main it's like there are no hey I, I know this is a my guy now is one of the biggest stars in the world Habib but do you remember UFC 205? Yeah. I want to fight your chicken. Habib fought. Was he even on the main card at the time or was he the prelim? Prelim, Michael Johnson. Right, Michael Johnson. Habib's on the prelims. I want to fight your chicken. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they start to mention Habib and Connor mm-hmm. in the same breath, right? Habib isn't the champ yet. He's, he's a young guy on his way up. And then it just builds. And then the UFC can call back to that, right? The Irish people going crazy with Habib in the middle of the octagon. And then if they ever come a time where they have to fight, there's just so much history built up. And I think that it just explodes. So for Chandler to be in the co-main event, it puts him in a perfect spot. Uh, and Dan Hooker, too. If I'm Dan Hooker and I win, I'm immediately saying something about McGregor. Whoever wins at 155 pounds on that fight card, you say something about McGregor because guess what? McGregor doesn't have the ability to not respond. He will say something back because he gets going and he just kind of says something. He'll, he'll say something and elevate you. So, bro, I'm telling you, there's a level there's a level of stardom that comes with fighting on and with this dude that I've never seen. I mean, look, look at what happened after Habib. I mean, Habib went from what? 2 million followers to like 12 overnight. That's like, that's crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm calling him out if I'm uh, I'm Michael Chandler and I'm glad to be in that spot. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza. The number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. 
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. By the way, speaking of which, if they sold like a pay-per-view version of Dana's meeting with Habib in Abu Dhabi this coming week. <laughs> it million buys. Listen, listen. This thing has been hyped up more I mean, than anything. Is, boy, they have done a great job of building a meeting between Dana and Habib. If they stream it, stream it, $5, you know, like, yeah, we're not going to charge you six. Oh, I was saying forty nine ninety five. they would sell like 500,000 of those. Are you kidding I'm me? Selling, I'm, selling, I'm selling the meeting with Habib if I'm Dana White because – the meeting with Habib may be his biggest pay-per-view of all time because people want to see what's going to happen with this dude. I, for me, it's so refreshing to see how much of how much Habib has grown in terms of the general public. I love it, man. I love the dude. I think he's a great guy. And the, the intrigue around him is just, it's, it's fantastic. You know, like, uh, you know, back in the day in wrestling, they'd have the contract signings in the middle of the ring. Like you do something like that. They come, they sit in a room, they have their negotiation. And either at the end, Habib has to decide if he stays retired or will fight one more time. I mean, could you imagine the ratings? The ratings would be through the roof. Through the roof. Through the roof. What an idea through that is. It would, be, it, would be, it would be fantastic. Sadly, it won't be like that. I mean, we can yeah. let that dream go. Sure. They, they <laughs> might put me on conference just so I can take notes and report yeah, back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You'd be, you'd, you'd be the guy that they would call. I think to, so. To listen in on the meeting. For, absolutely. Uh, can you tell me about this Eddie Hat Arena? Because you got to see it. You're one of the few people on the planet that actually got to see it. This is the venue that will be hosting 257. What does it look like? What does it feel like? It feels so good that <laughs> I got to go with the boss on a tour. Like, it's me and him walking around. <laughs> I saw the pictures. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, Ariel. I mean, it's the state of the art as state of the art goes. Um, there isn't a bad seat in the house. I know a lot of arenas say there's not a bad seat in the house, but then you're behind a dang TV with the way the UFC configures the, the arena. Um, there isn't a bad seat in the house. It's absolutely stunning from the, from the exterior to the interior. Uh, the suites are just unbelievable. Um, they brought us into the suite that Dana would be in. So it's like, the thing is like unbelievably nice. Um, but then he took us into the second suite. Beautiful. Everything is accessible from your seat. You never have to get up, right? Unless you go to the bathroom. Concession, oh, wow. everything else is just from your seat. You can buy everything. Oh, you want a beer? Boop, hit a button. You oh, want wow. nachos? Boop, hit a button. You never have to go anywhere in this place. It's the most service-friendly arena in the entire world. I've, I've never – and if you go to an arena, if you go to an event there, concert, the hotel is connected to the arena. So wow. you just walk right across from the Hilton – into the arena where, where you need it, it's actually it's absolutely perfect in terms of um an entertainment or an events venue now now be unbiased here for a second what's nicer that or the smoothie king center when i talk about being biased i might say the smoothie <laughs> king center no is that you know these arenas now man the way the things that are being built today there's like nothing like it like this arena that the raiders play in or yeah mobile and like every time they build these new, they up the ante. I mean, right. So for as good as Jerry's world was, you know, in, in 10 years, they're going to build an arena or, or a football stadium. That's going to be better. You know, it's just every year, more and more things are being used in building these facilities um, that are unmatched. And Etihad uh, arena right now is, is going to be the gold standard for it. Obviously on next Monday's show, we'll talk a lot about Connor versus Dustin Poirier versus McGregor. And uh, that will be the Monday before 257. You'll be in Abu Dhabi already with uh, one show 
uh, in the books. Speaking of 257, you'll recall over the summertime, DC, we did a VVIP virtual show for the fans. You remember this? We did it, you and I. Um, we, we talked to the fans before one of the cards in July. Do you remember this? You have no recollection of this whatsoever. Remember we did a, you came on for a few minutes and then I did a trivia thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Anyhow, we had so much fun doing this, uh, this past summer. We're doing it again prior to 257. Now I say we, you're not involved because it's going to be in the middle of the night over there and, and you're very busy over there doing ABC and whatnot. So. And also wrestling with everybody. You know, yeah, I mean, you'll be rubbing <laughs> elbows. Uh, but I want to let everyone know that a virtual live and VVIP, VVIP means very, very important uh, persons, um, uh, edition of Ariel Hawani's MMA show will go down on Tuesday, January 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern in advance of UFC 257. Again, that's Tuesday, January 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can come hang out on Zoom with me as we preview UFC 257. We'll do a Q&A with your questions and you shall see the return of the Helwani Knows Trivia Challenge. Who are the two winners of Helwani Knows Trivia Challenge in the past? Uh, Steve Miocic and Ioani Andrzejczyk. Sorry to bring that up. Anyway, uh, you can submit questions when you register for a chance to be answered live during the show. Registration is free, but space is limited. So go right now to bit.ly L-Y slash Helwani Island 2. That's bit.ly <laughs> bit.ly L-Y that's L-Y B-I-T dot L-Y slash Helwani Island 2, all lowercase. Hey, some oh, of us can't wow. go to Fight Island, but you could come to Helwani Island, baby. That's bit.ly slash Helwani Island and the number two to snag a seat to a fun evening and you get to hang out with me. How great is that? All right, DC. Now, uh, another piece of news that happened. We're kind of recapping the, the, the last few weeks, but also looking right. ahead, yes. right? So it's official. Israel Desanya against Jan Bohovic. Izzy is moving up to 205. He's going after that second title, right? And what a great card that is on March 6th. Three title fights. We also found out Piotr Jan against Aljo, uh, Megan Anderson against the Man Nunez. But I want to ask you, now that it's official that Izzy is going up, how do you feel about this move? Because we have to remember, Glover kind of gets the shaft here, right? 41 years old, doesn't get to fight for the belt. Also kind of holds up 185, although not a lot going on right there. At 25, but if he wins, does that mean we kiss goodbye the John Jones fight? If John's going up the heavyweight, how, how do we feel about this whole situation? Because there's a lot of moving parts here. I love the, I love, listen, hey, the, speaking from the resident double champ, I mean, I love the whole pursuit of something that is, was at least unheard of. Um, I love that he's, I love that he's doing it. You know, I love that he's going up there to try to capture that second championship. I know it makes it difficult for the guys at 185, but that gives it, a little time to sort itself out because right now at 185, we're just looking again at Robert Whitaker standing atop the division without Izzy uh, being willing to fight him again. Right now you go to 205 sad for Glover, right? It sucks for the old, you know, sucks for the old man that has put this streak together and looks so good uh, in doing it. But, you know, when you have a chance to, when you have a, it's so hard talking about this, right? Because Jan Bohovic, who I think has improved tremendously. If you're Glover to Sharon, you're looking at that title, right? And it's not on my waist or Jones's waist. You're going, man, this might be the time, right? This might be the time for me to hold, to get this belt. So you feel bad for him in that sense. But when you have a chance at something like this history, you have to go with it. And I think it's, it's the right move. Um, tough though. 
I think Blahovich is, I know he's a little bit, you know, not going to be as fast as Adesanya, but man, dude hits hard. When he makes contact, he hurts people. And uh, Izzy has got to stay out of the way of this man. True or false, do you think Israel Adesanya's days of fighting at 185 are over if he wins? No, no. He goes back down? I think he goes back down just because he isn't putting on any weight to go to 205. He's just kind of staying the same, right? He's not taking the approach. Jones is taking an approach where he's trying to grow himself out of making 205. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He wants to be a full-on heavyweight, whereas Adesanya – is going up, but not putting on any weight. I don't know what he weighs normally, what, 215, 220, probably two, mm. 217 in that range. He's just going to fight at his natural weight, which may be beneficial to him um, because he's not going to deplete himself at all. So we may even see a better version of, of Adesanya uh, in the Bohovich fight. Okay, true or false? Let's keep playing this. If Izzy wins the 205 belt, does that increase the chances of us finally seeing Izzy versus Jones in the summertime? I don't know. I, I think that I think that Jones wants to go to heavyweight from, from everything he says. It sounds like he's making a full on commitment to going up in a weight class. And if that's the case, um, I don't know if he would go back down. Now, here here's the deal. Right. Jones is petty. He's a petty guy. Right. Uh, he's petty. I saw something the other day. On, uh, I had no idea. Hey, listen, man. I'm living my life. I'm on the bigger, better things. I'm going network television, you know, doing a whole bunch of different things. I'm not fighting anymore. I saw something. It was the anniversary of our first fight. And I saw him take a shot at me. I didn't even respond. Yeah. Listen, listen, like water off your uh, duck's back. Right. I mean, ain't no thing. Right. Here's the deal. Come on, man. I may not have a title anymore, but look at, look at me. You know, look at, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I'm retired. You know, I've got a cushy job. I'm living life. You know, my life is good. So he's a bit petty, right? He can't let things go, and he may go down and chase the Adesanya fight. So you can't put it past him, but I, I feel like this is the time where he's truly committed to going up. I think we don't see that fight in 2021 because their, their prediction was, or at least Izzy's prediction was, Raiders Stadium in, uh, in, in the summertime, 2021. I don't think we see it. I don't see a path to it right now. There's a bunch of things, too, like summer of 2021 – we still won't see a full-on Raider Stadium, right. so it's like uh, it's uh, that's one obstacle. But obviously, I just don't know if, if Jones. What is Jones gonna do? I saw something the other day that said that Miocic and Ganu may fight in April. Yeah. So what? Stipe wins this fight against Ngannou. He ain't gonna fight again till August, September, maybe. Uh. I mean, the way things have been, him and I fought three times in three years, right? Like so. They, get, they need to figure out a way to keep that division moving because imagine, okay, so Curtis Blades and, and Derek Lewis are fighting in February now, February 20th. They were supposed to fight end of November. Curtis got COVID. If poor Curtis Blades wins that fight, this guy's not sniffing a title shot, right? It, I mean, this year, no well, chance. Curtis Blades, if, if Curtis Blades beats Derek Lewis and then Jones is going to be the guy to get a title fight first, but we have to wait till April for Miocic and Ganu, Curtis Blades might not fight to the belt till, for the belt till 2022. At the end of the year, though, because think about this. Miocic, think about this, though. You, if Miocic continues to fight at the rate that he does, that means that he would fight in 21 against one person. If he wins, now the belt will wait till 22 when he fights that next time. I doubt it. But if he loses, Ngannou will fight because Ngannou, if Ngannou wins a fight, he's going to knock him out. So it won't be a long fight. So Ngannou will turn around and fight again. So I think if for the heavyweight division – it would be better if Miocic doesn't hold the belt, but 
Dude's good, man. I, he ain't going to be easy to get that belt off of. Uh, it's a bit of a mess. I, I, I have gone on record saying I don't think John should fight before he fights for the belt. He's going to have to. The only, the only option that I would be down for is him versus Israel because that's bigger than any title fight. But I don't see that happening. That's the part that gives me well, a headache. I said this before, and like you said, man, poor Curtis Blades. This dude's going to just have to be busy because the reality is he's beating just about everybody else outside of the champ and Francis Ngannou. He beats everybody else. So what's going to happen to Curtis? He's going to sit around just fighting random people? What's he going to do? I mean – I guess Cyril Gunn is on his way up, but then do you put him in there with Curtis Blades as time goes on? Because Curtis is a tough fight for just about anybody. I mean, I guess you could do Cyril Gunn and Curtis. I think that this division, it just moves slow. And I was a part of the division and the division moving slow. So yeah. I had no complaint to them. So I can't <laughs> then so I can't really say nothing now, you know. So it is what it is. Well, uh one division that will get back rolling is the uh the welterweight division. Uh, February 13th, day before Valentine's Day, we'll get Kamar Usman, the Nigerian nightmare, going up against Gilbert Burns, uh, the former teammates now going head-to-head. Uh, the first half of 2020 was was the first half of Gilbert Burns. I mean, what a great six months he had. Was not active at all the back end of 2020. I mean, he was en route to the fighter of the year. Uh, you know, Gilbert likes to call himself like the Donald Cerrone, although Donald Cerrone wouldn't squat on a title shot. Neither here nor there, he got his title shot. So oh. kudos to him. No, I'm just saying, I mean, he squatted on the title shot. Did he not? I mean, are those he not facts? COVID. He no, got no, no. COVID. He, he, I mean, but there was talks of maybe him fighting Leon Edwards. Number yeah, one, but he got COVID. In so July. he got COVID. Okay. Listen, he got COVID in July, mm-hmm. right? And Usman wasn't scheduled anymore. So why would you go fight somebody else? If I'm Gilbert Burns, I'm doing the same thing. Just listen, if... Listen, this is crazy. Well, how's it crazy? No, because it's not, it's, it's going to be almost a year. No, because it's not squatting on a title fight. He fought Gunnar right? He fought Gunnar Nelson. He no, fought, not last year. He fought, uh, he fought Damian Maya and Tyron Woodley. Damian Maya, Tyron. All right, so he fought Damian Maya, Tyron Woodley. Usman fought last year who? Just uh, Masvidal. Uh, Masvidal. Yeah. So he got COVID. Usman fought Masvidal and won. Usman didn't schedule another fight, so he was free. I'm not scheduling a fight as the guy that's in line if the champion is free. Like, you don't do that. That's not squatting on the title fight. You can't ask a guy who's the number one contender to go fight another number one contender fight when he's already scheduled and was going to fight the fight for the belt. So that's not – take it back. That's uh, not squatting no, on it. Take it back. Listen, we don't have, no, take I'm not taking it back. We don't have to rehash this, but Leon Edwards deserves it just as much as him. But I'm not rehashing no, Absolutely, that was but just take it back. No, take no, what that's back? Not, because, the, because the guy has earned a title fight and he's, the champion isn't scheduled. So it listen. doesn't make sense for him to go fight again. Because even – so imagine this, right? Say he fought again. Mm-hmm. Right. Say he would have fought Leon Edwards in, say, October, November. Right. Yeah. Now he's got to turn around and fight the champ again in February. Yeah. The well, champ ain't fighting while he's four fighting. Months. Four months. No. In what do you mean? You wait for the champion if you're the challenger. Hey, guess why? Because do you remember when I was going to fight my first title fight in September? Right. And I came in as a replacement for Gustafson. Yeah. Jones got hurt. Yeah. You think over the course of that next six months, they never said, hey, would you want to take another fight? No, because now I'm the guy. Wait, I'm but did they? My, I'm waiting for that championship fight. Sure. But the difference the in this case was the, the champ fought in July. He did because it. He got, but, the, but again, he got COVID. I know. He I know. Fought, if, he didn't, if he didn't get the COVID, he would have fought the champion. 
You understand what I'm saying? Listen, I'm not interested in rehashing this right now. I wanted to ask you about the title fight. I mean, what are you? Is PR person here? I mean, I'm allowed to have. No, a- I'm not his PR person. I'm just saying, like, that was, I just think that one was a little bit unfair. A unfair. lot of times I agree with you. I think that was, that's not squatting because I, again, I did the same thing. That doesn't make it right. That just means that so you you're telling me I squatted on the title statute? Well, yours was different because the champion in that case got hurt. In this case, the challenger had to remove himself from the equation. So it's different. Of course, you're going to wait because the champion didn't fight. But in this case, the champion did fight. And oh, by the way, there wasn't another guy, number one contender, who was as deserving as Leon Edwards. Again, Alexander Gustafson had the title fight. What are you talking about? Listen, what about Usman I was the replacement guy. I was the replacement. No, you were not the replacement guy. Get no, out of here with that. Listen, Division is Jones and Gustafson was scheduled to fight their rematch in September. Gustafson got fight. I went in. We all wanted to see thing. you. You were the undefeated Olympian. You had moved down. You're trying to put yourself oh. down. You were the fight. No. We all wanted to see that fight. Are you it's kidding? It's the same thing. It was the same thing, bro. What Sorry, kind of a chance? Wrong. What kind of a chance? I mean, clearly we know the answer to this question now. What kind of a chance do you give Gilbert against Kamaro? I think, I think it's a great fight. I think Gilbert Burns is dangerous. I think Gilbert Burns may be the most dangerous guy in the division for Kamar Usman. The, this version of Gilbert Burns, I never would have thought that a guy that possesses the grappling ability that he has could improve to the point that he has now. I mean, his cardio is fantastic. His boxing is unbelievable. He's got sick power. And the dude's his game, and he's a, he's a brute, man. He's a bully, and he's going to get in anybody's face and take it to him. We all thought going into the Woodley fight, Oh, man, he's got to stay out of the way of the right hand. That's the two minutes in the fight. Dude drops Tyron Woodley, almost puts him out of there. And then when Tyron survives, he just literally beat him up for 24 minutes for the rest of the fight. That dude's dangerous, man. And because of it, because of his grappling ability, I feel it's going to make Usman fight a more stand-up-oriented fight because it's so dangerous going to the ground with Gilbert Burns. Here's the thing. We've seen Usman in those situations before. Against Marais. Remember Marais, the guy he Mm -hmm, was a shaman, Marais? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He knocked him out because he didn't want to take him down because of the grappling. Right? So he knocked him on the stand-up. Trying to knock out Gilbert Burns is no easy task. The guy's stand-up is equally as good as anything that he does. Very difficult fight for Usman. And Usman's one of my friends. And and, uh, before everyone starts crying that I'm being unfair, he's one of the most approved fighters, to your point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of, of, of 2020, he had a great year. Going 2-0 against Damian Maia and Tyron Woodley, nothing to scoff at. All I was saying was it was all the first half of the year. As well. I understand what you're saying. I understand. I, I'm, I understand. I'm just saying, like, when I relate it to my situation, I feel Stop like... Stop being oh. so sensitive, okay? I mean, really. Since when is <laughs> squatting a bad thing? People have... Hey, someone's squatting on arielhawani.com. I'd love to get that URL if you can get you it for Daniel me. DanielCormier.com has been... You don't taken. have it? No. What's yours? I don't have a website. Who you has websites have... anymore? Yeah, it's true. I got rid of it. By the way, while we're on the subject, DC underscore MMA, I feel like we need to evolve from that. Like, can we not get Daniel Cormier? It's gone. It's gone. What do you Daniel mean it's gone? Cormier is gone. Somebody took it. DC, Daniel I mean, Cormier is gone. I cannot put at Daniel Cormier. It's gone. No, you could buy it off of someone. I feel like that's worth it. Would you mind? Would you mind starting the negotiations with the guy? Have you started? I want you to do it. Okay. <laughs> I would like, love hey, to. Man, I'm, Is I'm he active? Calling. He's active. Yeah, him and John Jones. Him and the guy I know. Jones, I know man. John Jones. Oh, it's a long thing forever. So, could you go to the guy that has at Daniel Cormier and go, "Hey, man, my friend is looking to purchase this name off of you. His own name, for that matter." Yeah, yeah. Would you be willing to talk and discuss it? That's messed up because I'm trying to get on TikTok, and Ariel Hawani's <laughs> taken. 
I had to go with Hawani Ariel. Could you believe that? I'm going to be big on TikTok this year. You get on TikTok and do dance. Oh yeah, that, this <laughs> gonna be big. It's one of my New Year's resolutions to be more active on TikTok. How about I know you love TikTok. You're the my one who introduced on, me it, to it. No, my kids are on TikTok. Yeah, son, yeah. Dan, at Dan, Dan Cormier. You guys give my son a follow on TikTok, man. Okay, dude puts all Fortnite. Like somebody give him a follow. I'll give him a shout out on my page too. Anyway, that's I the feel- very first. That's the very first social media my children have had. At Dan, wow. Dan Cormier, and I think my daughter's is Kiki Cormier. I think you should get Daniel Cormier because you've evolved. You're not just DC underscore. No, underscore. I, am, so I, I bad. wish I could get Daniel Cormier. I yeah, wish I'm gonna I could work on that. I'm gonna work. Even Connor. Connor's the notorious MMA. He needs to get Connor McGregor for God's sakes. Dave, I mean, do we, you? If you think for a second he could get Connor McGregor, you're crazy. They're gonna charge him a million dollars. Anyway, um, I'm going to work on that for you. Uh, speaking of money and a million dollars, what about this segue? Tremendous segue. Uh, we, we need to talk about Anthony Pettis because our last show of 2020, we were talking about Pettis moving on potentially. You were all about Bellator, but I was trying to lead you to PFL. Did you notice that? I was trying but to I knew, lead you. I knew already. I knew already. What do you mean you knew already? I knew he was going to PFL. No, I you did it. To, you were talking about I his brother. I knew already. I knew already. I was just trying to like, sometimes you got to work, man. You got to work to work. You got to work. I was trying to lead you down that that path in the end. What about that? Are, are you, Ultimately, are you surprised he went PFL over Bellator? Not necessarily. I think that, you know, we're starting to see, especially in the clients of, uh, is it first round or front row management? Uh, first round management. Malky yeah, first and round Abraham. management. Malky and his brother Abe. They're doing things a little different, right? You see Paige Van Zandt going over to bare knuckle boxing. Yep. You see Yoel Romero in Bellator now, luckily, but then not only Yoel, there's a couple other guys that they, they represent. Now you see Anthony over in PFL. I think that those guys are taking their athletes and seeing where the most value is and sending them there. I mean, I think that's smart. You know, I think that's smart. They're not, those guys aren't tied to an organization. And you know, the reality is I don't know if it was joint between the UFC and Pettis. I don't know if it, because with a guy like Anthony well, he said Pettis, it was. He said it was. He said it. So you said it was joint, right? Yeah. So it's like with a guy like Anthony Pettis as the UFC, you know, for a long time he'll have fun fights, but where does he go exactly? Right? He's he's kind of faltered in those biggest spots. And if he continues to beat guys like Morono, you'll just find him back in those spots where he has faltered, right? So there's a bit of a ceiling for a guy like that as he enters the later part of his career. And so you just kind of let him go and do their, their thing somewhere else. I like it for a few reasons. Uh, number one, I heard he got a tremendous contract, more than he's ever made before. So I'm always happy to hear that, especially a guy who's been around for so long. Uh, number two, as you said, fresh coat of paint for his career. I mean, he was kind of bouncing around 155, 170. Can he make a run at 155 in the loaded 155 division of the UFC? Maybe not at this juncture, but he's still very good. He's on a winning streak. Oh, by the way, he's on a winning streak, so he's not viewed as a cast-off. And I like that he didn't go to Bellator only because, look, I think having multiple organizations doing good things and big things is good for the sport. Now, the fans might say, oh, I don't want it spread out like, say, boxing, but for the health of and, and future of the sport, it's actually better. It's actually better for everyone involved. A rising tide lifts all boats. And for PFL, who had, you know, a, a non-existent 2020, 2020 they, yeah, it was bad. they hunted on 2020, they didn't do an event. Now, all of a sudden, DC, slowly but surely, PFL, look, my biggest criticism of PFL going going into 2020 prior to the pandemic was it was the same guys. Like the, the championship. Lance Palmer worth a million dollars. It was the same thing. Yeah. Now we've got names like Pettis. We've got Fabricio. Somebody Verdum. else signed there, right? Verdum. Verdum, yeah. Like, I'll, you know, another hey, one. Hey, Rory McDonald that. hasn't fought for them yet. He signed 
a year and a half ago. Olivier Aubin Mercier, César Ferreira, Clarissa Shields. All of a sudden, it's a new organization. Kayla Harrison. No, but I'm talking about new faces, right? Kayla Harrison. No, Kayla fought for them. No, no, but I'm saying Kayla Harrison, too. There's a big name in there. Yes, I know, but I'm talking about new faces here. Kayla? (laughs) Anyway, I like this. I like this very much. I don't know if he can win the tournament and go to the end and get the million dollars, but I, I think this is good for everyone, including the sport. Well, those guys, those guys are tough, man. Like, I mean, you know, Palmer has dominated that those tournaments because of his wrestling ability. And Palmer's about as tough as they all come. You know, he's honorary, he's mean, he's just a dog, he's a wrestler, you know, he's a guy that just wants to win. But having a new guy in there like Pettis makes it crazy. And you know what? If you're not confident that Pettis gets to the finals, and I'm not sure he doesn't. I would put him in Palmer right away. I would put one of them. I'd put him right away in that tournament to make sure I get that fight. My biggest name guy in that tournament against the other big name guy in that tournament. It's a great point, you know, because way back when, little history lesson for you. um, Remember when Bellator signed uh, Roger Huerta and they wanted to do Roger Huerta versus Eddie Alvarez, but Mm -hmm. lost in the first round. Sometimes when you have the tournament, it doesn't always help, right? And this tournament can help build stars, but if you're acquiring stars and you're trying to lead, that's why- you gotta you gotta capitalize on their their value right, now. right away. That's but why the, I said Noel and Rumble have to fight now. Sorry. Yes, you did. I'm sorry because you don't know if Anthony goes and fights some other guy if it will elevate him enough for that guy getting to the finals to matter as much against a guy like Palmer. But if Palmer beats a Pettis in the first round, coming off of a win streak, I think it will elevate Lance more than it would elevate someone that may not be as because the general public knows the general MMA world knows Palmer to a degree, at least if it's a guy that no one really knows um, and he beats Anthony, sure. He'll be known a little bit more, but it won't make have the impact that it would have for a guy like, like Lance Palmer. Well, I could give you some breaking news right here. Now, uh, Anthony Pettis and Lance Palmer will not be fighting guaranteed. Why? Palmer Lance Palmer's the 145 champion. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought Palmer was at 55. When yeah. did he go down? Natan Schultz is there, 155. When uh, did champion. when did when did Anthony Pettis start? When did Palmer start fighting for? Was he always a 45 hundred? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I thought. See, he doesn't think that's why. Here's that. That's why Palmer probably needs to fight a guy like Anthony Pettis, right? Like, he could go up. Even me, who knows Pet, who knows Lance, right? I didn't even know weight class. He What's his nickname like? Party Lance or something? The party. Yeah, the, the party. party. <laughs> Ohio State Buckeye. It since then, just a nasty little wrestling dude. Love him. Love him. Um, anyhow, all right. So that's very exciting. Like I said, so much going on. It's an exciting year coming so up. crazy, exciting time. In that whole list of topics that you sent me, we've got through. I mean, I, oh, you think I wasn't going to look at your little topic list? We got through the whole topic list in yeah. one show. So whatever. What? Don't send me those topics again. That's it? Yeah, it's over. Why you were offended by that? I was trying to prepare you. Here I am well, behind you. See, you're so you've been off so long, <laughs> you, you won't be able to handle me just throwing stuff at you anymore. Like, come oh, on. Oh, here I here I am behind the scenes trying to help you out. That's a true teammate, by the way. Not you a lot are, of teammates. Are, hey, bro, I'm telling you, hey, I miss you, Ariel. I miss you too. Ariel, I miss you. I miss you too. It don't matter what they say about you, but you, <laughs> you. You're good, you. That's my guy right You're there. Good you, called job, me, you. you called me right before my ABC debut. I didn't want to hear from anyone else but you. You gave me the hey, pep talk. I got the DC pep talk. I, I got the pep you. talk that the Gilroy High School wrestling team gets before a big you know, yes, tournament. Yes. It was great. You were excited, too. You were sitting behind that plexiglass. Yes, Co- oh, coach, 
Hey, oh, left Kyrie, my house for the hey, first time. Hey, hey, Ariel, Kyrie, what a performance! It was a very Kyrie goes. You know what? For us, it was just another sparred match. Yeah, How about Kyrie knowing his audience? How about Kyrie? Kyrie goes for us. It was just another. How would? How about Kyrie knowing who he was talking to? You know That's what's right. kind of? You know what that tells me? Yes. That tells me that Kyrie knows knows who Ariel Hawani is. He knows what you it. do. He knows what you do outside of being there to interview him after the game because he made that sparring reference, you know, about, you know, obviously knowing that you're a mixed martial sure, arts guy. Sure, sure, sure. Of course. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but you did. So massive. Thank you. That was massive. Listen. I couldn't believe it, bro. I popped. I popped. I popped when Kyrie said sparring match. The same way I will pop when I see you on ABC this Saturday January 16th. I mean, this is the network. Muhammad yes. Ali, Joe Frazier, George Foreman, Howard Cosell. So this does is that another make me, Does that make me and Anik Gifford yeah. and yeah, yeah. Cosell? But well, we got a third, dude. We got yeah, a third. He, he didn't do, yeah, he didn't do, uh, Gifford didn't do as third. much boxing, did a little bit. But anyway, this is up there with you defending the heavyweight title at Madison Square Garden, the very first UFC heavyweight title fight at Madison Square Garden. This is a big deal, my friend. So make it happen. Represent. If you want to say hello to me, like a little what wave or a, yeah, 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 a, a no that, scratch that, or this, that, that might actually want... be. That, I mean, that might be you know possible. I may do it. I may do it. If you want to do that, fine. I saw you on the broadcast a couple weeks ago. I don't. A couple weeks ago, I saw you. I saw you talking on the UFC broadcast. I, I was like, whoa. That's right. That's right. And I do want to remind everyone uh, that this week's episode of Iron Bad Guy will be looking ahead at 2021 as well. Oh. So <laughs> They told me to do it. They told me to say it. I didn't want to say it, but they kept asking me to say Bro, it. What? Can I'm I get sorry. one show? Can yeah, I get one show? I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, DC, hey, my side girlfriend, let's no, not no, let they you told feel me too to say comfortable. It. Listen, I didn't my want to say it. My goodness, bro. Okay, okay. I'll all stay right. in the shadows. Jeez safe, Louise. Safe travels over there with all your friends going to Fight Island on your fancy plane. Love Next you. Next week. Next week, we'll be at the beautiful W Hotel in Abu Dhabi. Oh, I love them. I will make sure. They've been DMing me, by the way, asking me when no, I'm coming. Didn't. Yes, they no, did. They didn't. <laughs> and, then, and then I will make sure to get the lights all set up, and I will, will look beautiful as I did last time. All right. So on that note, back next week, same time and place. Until then, we say, peace. We're out of here.